Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. Another week. Another week. A lot of excitement going on. Oh my goodness. So much fun things are going on. Less than 100 days till Christmas. Wow. 100 days. Okay. Okay, so less than. I think we're at like 95. So we're a third of the way through the year. Right. Right. Definitely still enough time to list list the house, buy another house, and get in before the holidays. We still have that opportunity available. This normally takes about 45 days under contract. Roughly. Roughly. Yep. Um, and homes have been still going rather quickly. Yeah. As long as they're, they're priced right and ready for the market, they're still selling like hotcakes. It's fantastic. I know. Because winter is coming. Winter is coming, and it is like almost here. It is this time of year that I always do the thoughts of how to decorate a home for the holidays. Right. Yes. You know, we got to find the bins of Christmas decorations, get them out ahead of time, sift through them, find out all the broken bulbs, all the lights that don't work, try to untangle them from the ones that do work, have the frustration ahead of time. Because, of course, when one goes out, they all go out. They all have to. Although, luckily, with the new LED electric strands, it's not quite as bad as what it used to be. No. Very no. thankful. But then we also ended up with the whole entire, we had two different types of LED lights. We had, like, the cool <laughs> yeah. white and then the bright white. Didn't quite understand the difference between the two, so. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. So, that could be a lengthy discussion of color temperature, which we're not going to have tonight. No, we are not. This is not the Christmas episode everybody is thinking that we are having. Because we're we, not there yet. We do pre-record the show, so I might have to, you know, consider re-airing this closer to the holiday. Right. And we will do a whole entire how to decorate for Christmas. Sure. If sure. you're selling your house, because there is a little bit of tip, tips and tre- techniques that you can do in order to get that house kind of ready for Christmas. So you get that Christmas feel. But yet at the same time, if you need to pack up and leave, it's not so bad. You're not leaving behind a bunch of family heirlooms and such. And- right. So that can also be said for, you know, listing during the uh, the festive fall season as mm-hmm. well. So we, we've got a lot of, you know, tips for that, I'm sure, coming along the way. Um, I know we're doing some corn stock stuff. We, we grew our own corn this year, and we saved the stocks. They're drying down, and we're going to put and those up against the And they should almost be ready post. to be put out, but I just want to wait until October 1st, so i got to wait till at least Friday. Mm-hmm. To get everything out, so by the time this airs, we'll have them all around our little lamp post. Very spiffy. Yes. And it's almost about time for me to go through. At, at October is really good time to start the preparations of the lawn decorations, because you put up the Halloween stuff and the Christmas stuff at the same time. Or you stage it so that way it can be done. Well, like the difficult stuff that you're on a ladder for, you know, right? Set up both at the same time. Right. Maybe you can just unplug one and plug in the other. Right. It's so much better to do lighting. When it's warm out. When it's warm out. Mm-hmm. And when there's no ice on the ground or coming from the sky. Right. As soon as we will have ice coming from the sky. I don't know which one is, is worse, the ice coming from the sky or the stuff on the ground. But I always remember parents always hanging the Christmas decorations on the snowiest, coldest, wettest day. And we always had to hold the ladder for dad on the slant with the ice. As the snow is coming down on the aluminum ladder yet, too. Well, we can do better now. And you can all have it plugged into um, smart outlets so it can be controlled by your phone. Very true. I mean, we can just connect all these things together. It's pretty great. It is. It's also time. I like October for those things, but also to, uh, you know, winterize the lawnmowers, make sure those are ready for their final cuts and the leaf pickups and cleanups and and it's always kind of hard to tell when we're going to have that cutoff because mm-hmm. we can still be mowing the lawn in the mid-November. Right. But and we, then turn around the next day and realize we've got a foot of snow on the ground. So we need the snowblower too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So doing the uh, end of season and preseason on one and the other oil changes and, you know, check them out. Did we start up the Erin the snowblower just to make sure she runs? No, but I'm pretty confident it'll be two poles, two poles to start up this year. Okay. I am not offering to buy a new snowblower this year because I offer every single year. Not, not going down that road because I now believe that that sucker will start as old as she is. You betcha. Vintage 1978. Mm-hmm. I actually found the uh, owner's manual on eBay. I almost bought it, but instead I went to the Aaron's website and just downloaded it for free. They, they still had, on the Aaron's website, they still have the vintage snow throw There's something, though, manuals. about the original paperwork that comes with the product that is that old that you can oh, yeah. still feel and smell the, the smell grease mm-hmm. in, in the paper where if you just download it and just look at it on your phone, you don't get that same nostalgia feel to this is a really piece of old equipment I am working on. But I really like the... Um, pictorials the picture bits mm-hmm. you know how they used to be so very much like hand-drawn but still you know very precise almost like you did it in a computer but computers weren't invented back then so it was all you, they you know, were invented back then they just weren't well it, it wasn't for these things right it, it different different quality computer mm-hmm. so yeah time to get the the snow machine out the uh, snow thrower and if you're looking at getting a new snow thrower, there's a whole lot of options. You can even go electric now that are actually reasonably priced okay. this year. And you don't have to worry about gasoline. And if you've got a you know, medium to small size driveway or a little bit of sidewalk, especially in the city. Yeah. I mean, electric's a pretty good option. And you don't have to worry about a carburetor and will it start and you know, messing with fuel, all that jazz. Well, perfect time of the year to do that clean out of the grill. Right. Making sure that you got the grill. I'm not saying it's end of grill season. Oh, no. We're just beginning season two. Right. But we do need to have a point of the year where we need to clean off the layer of grease that has built up and other things that are in the grill. And so that's got to get all cleaned off and ready to go for the next half of the year. We'll de-goo. We'll de-schmutz. Right. Do it now before it gets too cold and it's hard to get it all out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely this is a perfect time of the year to just plan those small little projects that are only going to take maybe 15, 20 minutes that really take about 45 minutes. But we like to think they take us 15 minutes and five trips to the hardware store. Depends how many beers you have. Very true. So then also gutter cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all those fall tasks. Like I said, you know, last week, make sure you get out and uh, do some caulking and seal up around your windows and things like that. And we had a unique phenomenon in our house. So I'm not sure if it's a phenomenon, but we're going to call it one. Um, whoever is doing the whole entire phenomena in their head at this point. Yep. I'm doing it too. Phenomena. Yep. Anyway, what's wrong with the house? So we had the bees. So we had some hornets on the front of the house. So during the morning, we noticed that, you know, nothing was really going on. But come mid-afternoon... There seems to be quite a few bees hanging around the front of the house trying to find a way in. Something. They're, they're trying to bed up for the wintertime, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it seems that there's at least a dozen kind of hanging around the front of the house. So I don't know. They're, they're searching. They're, they're looking for their winter homestead. So I think at this point, I'm just going to let them figure Beep. out where. <laughs> yeah, let, let it be. <laughs> Um, figure out where they're going to nest and start building that. So then they congregate into one spot and can take care of them that way. Well, I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that they find a different home. Well, if they build a nest on the outside of the house, I'm not worried. If okay. they, they find a crack and they start nesting inside the home. Then we have an issue. I don't like that. No. 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 I'm into sharing, but just not with bees. Right. And these are more like wasps than, than bees. So Yeah, they, these are the jerks. Okay. Yeah, these are not the the friendly, fun, humble, buzzy bees. No, these these are the jerks. Okay, so we definitely want to keep them on the outside of the home. Right. So, you know, home ownership is keeping the things in that you want and keeping the things out that you don't want. Water, insects, bees. Rodents. Rodents. Yeah. So, 
fall time. What else can we do in the fall? Well, I mean, I know we, we've got to go through our, our house again because we packed it up last month and now we've got to bring it back into the house. Right. Right. <clears throat> we painted the floor. So we just kind of opted with painting the floor and just kind of doing like a sure Sherlock concrete, concrete sealer. sealer. Uh-huh. So we actually got the extreme extreme concrete sealer. Right. I don't know. It seems a paintable product. Two coats, you know, seems to be working quite nicely. So it's not quite an epoxy, but yeah, it's, it, it brightens up the place in the basement. It just makes it look a little bit nicer, cleaner. Mm-hmm. And whatever was on the floor, we were just tracking throughout the house. I mean, it just wasn't a floor you could go and sit down on unless you wanted to throw out those clothes. But at least now it, it's painted. It's right. something we can wash it. We definitely can wash the floor. So that's always one of my goals is to be able to have flooring situation where I can always wash it. Um, throw, so Throw some rugs down. We'll be fine. Right. So the basement, I think, is probably going to take us almost a whole entire year to get back to a little bit normal, I think. Right. Yeah. Because we're going to have to, you know, bring back some things. We lost some things that were just ready to be lost, like the uh, the credenza of the TV stand. Right. I mean, that made it through a whole lot of moves a whole lot of times, so it was falling apart anyway. Right. And it was something that we could definitely say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just now looking at we got to pull out some some nails that are very much secured into the concrete. So we're going to do some patching and some sealing. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to take it kind of one wall at a time and do it at at a, not I want to say a snail's pace, but we're not in a rush to get it done, but it still needs to get done. So, right. Right. you know, if we take a wall a day, I think, or a wall a week, I think that would be very easily accomplished. Well, we could probably get it done in four weeks. No kidding. Right? See, there uh-huh. we go. A little bit of math. Um, we got some hydraulic cement to fill in, you know, where the, the nails, the concrete nails that held the um, the pseudo studs, the stud work that was put in. Mm-hmm. So they nailed that into the mortar joints. So some of that got knocked out when we took them out. You know, so hydraulic cement. You can get it right at the, uh, the home center. I think it was actually pretty close to the paint. Was that there? No, it was over by the cement products. No. It was one or the other. I think it was, it was over... over by the paint. Okay. Because remember I looked up and did the, oh, is that what you needed? Right. Yeah. So it wasn't next to the bricks and mortar. It was over by the paint stuff. Right. So we're going to try that out, see how that all works. Mm-hmm. Try our hand at doing a little bit of concrete work. Yeah. Between that and the uh, the bricks outside and the uh, the fascia that I got to get regrouted and tuck pointed again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah trying to keep the water out that way it doesn't freeze and bust out more of the brick right and part of home home maintenance home ownership so painting and a little bit of tuck pointing and really a lot of these things you can you know reference a couple of youtube videos and get the right idea it's not difficult work i always refer it back to cake decorating exactly. whenever i worked with concrete you know the mortar like your frosting mm-hmm. you just want to make it look pretty so you just slap it on the cake and just make it look Smooth pretty. Smooth it out. Yep. Yep. Actually, a lot of the tools are similar too. Mm-hmm. Except so if you can decorate a cake, yeah, you can yeah. you can work with cement. That's and, what I found out. At least on a small scale, like you know, a normal homeownership for maintenance. Mm-hmm. I mean, pouring an entire basement is a little bit more intense than that. Oh yeah, there's more steps and unique things that need to happen. Right. But still, if you're doing fancy confectionery and whatnot you know fondant and wrapping it around a a form like a skeleton that actually is pretty much like pouring concrete forms mm-hmm. you know because you got the rebar and everything inside of it yep what else is going on in september we had a lot of action at the house we had uh, the lightning strike tree got taken down oh that came down today it was kind of fun to watch so we found out that our tree had three different holes in it so at the base we could see that it was the side was was blown out so they had that and it was a deep um crevice in the tree but then like halfway up the tree there was another one that then made the tree twist oh fun and 
that one went a little bit deeper than the bottom one. But then the one that was at the very top of the tree, they could actually see daylight through the tree. They could actually stick their hand through the tree. Well, at that point, the tree isn't very thick. It was probably only like eight or ten inches. Yeah, but the tree was supposed to still stay together because then it created a different twist. Mm -hmm. So it was twisted and a little bit unsafe to climb. But we found a tree guy that was very happy to go shimmy up this very unsafe tree as we have like a couple members of the team going, yeah, this is unsafe. So we sent up another more another experienced worker. person, right? He was a little bit lighter in weight oh, than sure. the first one. So, you know, I can feel this tree shifting. So let's send up someone who's not as heavy as me. So send up the, the next littlest worker. He got further up the tree and he's like, yeah, this is really unsafe. And then we found the most experienced tree guy and he just looked at the tree and just shimmied up the tree like it was nothing and he's like yeah it's fine so he continued and cut everything down and cut the top 30 feet off the tree and watched her all drop excellent yeah and they uh they took fairly good care of the lawn oh yeah they did a uh, very good cleanup yeah they did an excellent job of cleaning up of course again i was out there with my with a flashlight looking at it but tomorrow morning i'm gonna go inspect it but yeah they brought out the blower and blew all everything into a big pile and cleaned everything up and it was more than what i was expecting i was just you know i was just hoping to kind of go out there with the rake and kind of rake everything up and just you know have a little bit of time with the leftover of the tree but there's nothing to do so and that's okay that's why you pay professionals right well in this case this was like a really good idea because they did admit that the tree did fall on its own that she would have hit the house. They're tall enough to hit the house, that line of trees. So mm-hmm. this might be a little bit of a lesson of maybe we need to start managing those trees a little bit more and really taking a aggressive actions of getting those down. Well, they were planted back in the 60s or 70s, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So they're, what, 50-ish, almost 60 years old now? Right. And from what the, the tree tree guy was telling me, Ed, um. There is two different plantings. Right. So it's like they came back and replanted. So we've got a couple different ages of trees in there. That would explain it. Yeah. So that's why we're, when we look at the tree line, that's why about every third one is bigger in diameter than the other ones in, in between mm-hmm. is because those were the first trees that got planted in. And like a couple of years later, more like five, they came back through and did a second planting to create that row but when they did that it kind of crowded everything and that's why those those trees are so short mm-hmm. and don't have didn't grow as well as they should have they're very spindly right i wonder if that was um from like the program like uh, i remember consolidated papers back when i was in grade school mm-hmm. you know they like send us home with four or five little baby trees and plant them in the yard and grow a tree with consolidated right so i wonder if it was some sort of planting like like that, you know, because hey, then you come back, you know, kids from school get another five or six trees and you just keep putting them in and growing a hedge. Well, you got a couple, if you got four kids and each kid comes home with four trees, I mean, you got a lot of trees that you got to plant. Mm-hmm. So some of that kind of makes a little bit of sense of, you know, looking at that line. So it just might have to be a little bit aggressive of maybe every other week we go out there and we just kind of pluck a tree. We'll start with the small ones. Yep. And that's what they suggested is start with the small ones that really are basically dead and removing them. So that way, when it comes time to drop those bigger trees, we've got a little bit more room. Right. And it's okay to remove the dead trees. I mean, they're not doing any, any good to the forest. No. And to, you know, dropping the trees ahead of time before the wind takes them. Right. Because then it's an uncontrolled drop and you have no control over what's going on. So might be something that we need to look at there you go we get to practice with the new chainsaw exactly it's so much fun and then we'll have them back again and uh kind of give us a forest management plan with the other trees on our property so Mm -hmm. and notice we've got some i mean they're they're aged they need to be you know trimmed up and take the the dead stuff out of them and it's a little bit more than what i can do climbing up into 
really intertwined trees and branches and stuff. So ain't that good. But yeah, so that'll be fun. More mm-hmm. updates on that to come for sure. Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, so let's see here. What else have we accomplished? Well, you're having fun with the Elks. I am. I got trained on how to do bingo, so I'm all bingo trained. All bingo trained. Bingo trained. So now I can go and I can help out and have some fun on Wednesday nights over at the Elks. We start at 6.30 at night, so come out. Doors open at 5, so come grab something to eat and enjoy some bingo. There's food. Is there drinks? There is drinks. We do have a full bar. And it's open to the public? Open to the public. Well, that's fantastic. So yeah. come at five and bingo starts at six. Yeah. And if you have questions on mm-hmm. how to play bingo, don't worry. There's plenty of people in the room to keep you in line. Okay. Because I, I really don't know much about bingo. Hey, neither did I. But now you're all schooled up. You're ready. I'm all schooled. Played bingo. Played bingo with the, I don't they're professionals. Take their bingo very, very seriously. Oh, yes. What's well, like, you know, bowling or archery, you know. I don't think they have bingo leagues, but. No. Because it's not like really a, a game of skill. It's more of a game of chance. Yeah. But you got to keep on top of things still. Right. You got to have all your little trinkets. Oh, of course. I mean, it's it's a culture. Oh, do do people still have like the, the gnomes? Yep. The long hair and stuff, like on the pencil topper gnomes and stuff. I, I'm I sure love there the is, gnomes. but the the gal that I was playing across from, she had her little turtle. So I mean, she she had her little, her little uh, lucky trinket. We're gonna have to get to a miniature Yoda or something. I have plenty of miniature Yodas. Well, then you need to take them with you for good luck. Hmm. Uh, what type of things can they win? Playing the bingo. Money. That's it? Just money? Just money. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, what other prizes do you need? <laughs> exactly. Because then you can take the money and go f- do food and drinks the next week. Exactly. Yep. So it's kind of like it's a pay-for-yourself type of hobby. It can be, if you're good at it, or if you get the right cards. Do you need to bring anything other than trinkets? Um, If you already have your dauber, then... You know, bring that along, but otherwise, if you don't have it, it's your first time, they do have stuff available there for you to purchase. So their little dauber is a dollar, a little container. So if you don't have it, they'll help you out. This sounds like fun. Oh, it was enjoyable. So, And, you know, not one of those very physical activities, so you don't have to be extremely athletic to do it. But still, you know, you can get out and be with the community mm-hmm. doing something. So what else we got going on? Um, well, you went out to the second garage to site B. You took out the air conditioner. So again, this is mm-hmm. a perfect time of the year to swap out the air conditioner and put in the wind, put the window back in. Right, right. Or do something with the hole in the wall, however it works. Right, all those little things because it's not really getting too hot during the day, and the um, the workshop is fairly well insulated. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the summertime to keep the humidity down. The, uh, the air conditioning unit was primarily for humidity control. And uh, it's, you know, our busy season is the summer. So didn't have much time to spend out there doing things because we were helping people sell homes. Exactly. Or buy homes. Right. Or lots. We have lots of lots. We do. Do we still have lots of lots? We have plenty of lots of lots. So if you're looking at building... You know, if you want to do something in the city, we do have some lots available on the west side of town that already has a city and sewer water to it. So that way it's a little bit easier. You don't have to worry about the septic system. And then we also have some lots that don't have the city sewer and water hooked up to it. So if you're looking at building, we can hook you up with some some land and also potentially a, a builder as well. So if you're looking at looking for the builder. We can get you in contact with a couple really good builders. Or if you would like to start, you know, investing and developing, um, we have some options where it's, uh, how should I say, pre-designated as, you know, uh, buildable construction along a street and there's, what, 13 lots or so. Mm -hmm. So 
even if you, you know, reconfigure that and bring it down to six lots, you can still have a, a six section along six house section along the street. Right. So yeah, lots of opportunity. Yeah. Um, and you've been keeping an eye on uh, lots and land around the area anyway from other firms and there's plenty to choose from. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got little itty bitty lots to, you know, large acreage. So we definitely can help you find some land. So even if you just want to have something for, for camping, you know, we always tell people to double check with the municipality to whether or not you can have a camper on mm-hmm. or when that the camper needs to come off. So we definitely have, have opportunities or if you're looking for the hunting land, cause it is bow season. So if you're looking for that, that hunting land, we definitely have some opportunities for you. And always, you know, whenever we talk about visiting land during hunting season, we always make sure that everyone that we're with is wearing orange when we go into the woods. So that way we can be seen. We always want to make sure everybody's safe first. Yes, we we want our clients to come back out of the woods so that they can write the contract and purchase said pieces of property. Uh Yeah, yeah, it's always good for them. It, It really is, you know, just. This time of the year is always, you know, the, the whole entire safety thing. You know, we're getting into the month of October and October is usually the orange month. So, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you're visiting some vacant land, you know, please take the safety precautions. Just even if the agent says, oh, don't worry about that. You don't know who's hunting around the, the area who right. may not know that that chunk of land is available for purchase. And now there's people walking on it where... Maybe it's been in the family for 15, 20 years and nobody has ever stepped foot on it. You know, it's always good just to be on the safe side. Or the disgruntled family member that says, well, I can't believe the other sibling is putting it up for sale. I'm going to go and hunt on it and boo-hoo and then gets angry when people start walking through, scaring right. up all the wildlife. Yep. So, yeah, keep your eye out. Be situationally aware mm-hmm. and try to be quite safe. Um, it's, it's also, I was looking, um, in the MLS, you know, just generally kind of picking around, looking through listings. I noticed that there are still a a good handful of listings that have been sitting for a few weeks. Yes. So getting with your agent and saying, you know, maybe let's relook at some things. And if those are maybe a little bit higher outside of your price range, this might be the time to make an offer see what they can negotiate at mm-hmm. because it from the last couple of years we know if they're if they're sitting there's a reason why and it might not be a bad reason it might just be a situation of price and they need a, a nudge to you know change that price to something a little what a buyer yeah right so don't be afraid to relook at some things now that they might still be on the market for a couple of weeks or a month or so mm-hmm. um, and i'm seeing that from from all the firms in town as well. They, they, everyone seems to have one or two that may be still interesting. Well, we noticed that too over the weekend. We did a showing and it was a house that sat on the market for, I think it was 40 days, which in the Rome area, 40 days is an eternity. Right. And made the appointment and two days later, they got an accepted offer. So it's one of those things where even though that you see that it's been on the market, there are stuff that is happening to the house behind the scenes that we may not always know about, mm-hmm. but we still went to go take a look at it and it was a very pretty home. And sometimes the days on market um, may reflect an offer that fell through for no reason of the house or the seller. Maybe it was some situation with the buyer that we don't know of. Right. But now the house house is back on the market. So yeah, it, if you're still looking for for your real estate property, get with your agent and maybe start relooking at some things. Um, you know, the the feeling of, well, I've I've given up, I'll just wait for a couple months. You know. It before you do that, give give it another look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So what else do we got?
we've got some community events coming up. All right. So we're going to talk about the first one, and it is the 2021 Final Alarm Ceremony and Roll Call. And this is going to be held over at the Fireman's Memorial Park. Right. And this is a very large event that our city gets to host every year. And it is for all the fallen firefighters throughout the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So the ceremony starts at 3.33 p.m. Right. And then it is followed shortly after that by the silent parade through the town. And that will start at 7 p.m. from the Fireman's Memorial. Right. And it's it's a fairly long parade. And it's usually very well attended by um, not just local fire departments, but like regional fire departments. Right. I think. It, it's always one of those really great things to to watch. Mm-hmm. So even if you're on the parade route, you know, just you can even stay in your vehicle if it's kind of cold. Because if I remember right, it always seemed to fall on a very cold night. Right. You usually, actually, I I I, I don't ever remember it being warm. No, um, but I'm thinking of precipitation. I think there's only once that it was drizzly rainy. Usually, it's cold and very clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what the route is. Usually they come back into town on 2nd Avenue past the roundabout and state building. I am. And then normally I think they take Grand Avenue. I remember um, being at the Hotel Mead, watching it come around Grand Avenue. It really is. It's it's a a parade to experience. Uh, Pretty somber, but still really enjoyable to kind of be that part of that community that um, is is out there, even just watching, showing support for the firemen. And it's not just career firefighters as well. It's all the volunteer firemen and firewomen. Mm-hmm. So the parade route looks like it is leaving the fireman memorial and heading towards the state building. Right, along second. Along second. And it is going to... Continue along 3rd Avenue to the West Jackson Street, and it will go over the West Jackson Street Bridge, and it will immediately then turn onto 1st Street and do the traffic circle around the roundabout. It'll pass the clock tower Mm -hmm. up up toward the courthouse. To 16th Street. Mm -hmm. They'll follow Baker all the way to the hill to 16th. It'll go down 16th to East Grand Avenue. And then from East Grand Avenue, they will go across the Grand Avenue Bridge. And then they will go back onto First Street and back head back to the memorial. So they're making a nice, nice big loop. Right. And starting and stopping in the same spot. So some of those key landmarks are over by the clock tower. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Baker Street's over by Hirschlibs. Um, so then they'll catch 16th over by Waterworks and Light. Cutting down Grand Avenue. So all along Grand Avenue should be quite a show. Yes. And once they're across the Grand Avenue Bridge, they'll head back to the uh, Fireman's Memorial. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty substantial route. It is. So And usually we don't just have uh, fire departments show. We'll also have uh, rescue and EMS. EMS, so a lot of ambulance crews as well. Mm-hmm. This big family all work together, right? And it is just—it is a very spectacular parade to to watch. It mm-hmm. is very moving to see all the different departments that come to to honor their fallen. Yep, and it's a a somber parade, so there's no candy or anything of the the fun. You know, it's it's a memorial parade, right? But speaking of parades, we've also got other ones. We do. We have a few other ones that are going to be coming up on the parade idea. I got to bring up the calendar again, just so that way I don't, or here, let's try to do these in in order. So we've got October 7th. 7th. So October 7th is going to be Run With The Cops Mm -hmm. down again by, they do follow the walking path on the west side of town. So if you're looking to come support the Special Olympics, come on down to the old Tribune building. Right, where the farmer's market is. Right. So in there is going to be where 
all of the fire departments or all the police departments come out. So we'll have Port, Nakusa, Rapids, Grand Rapids. Um, county? The county. Pittsville? Pittsville. Maybe. Maybe. I can't remember if I ever seen them there. It might be Rome as well. There you go. So all the departments come out. They bring their, all the canine units come out. So the puppies come out mm-hmm. and it's a great opportunity. Oh, the SWAT team comes too. Right. And I'm pretty sure they've got the MRAP out this year. And I think mm-hmm. the county rescue as well. Yep. Rescue three should be there mm-hmm. as well. So come about 430 is going to be their opportunity to come down and visit with the local law enforcement and the rescue departments and just kind of get to, to meet the officers that are there. And then and promptly at seven or six thirty is when they do, there's a little bit of a kid's run. So there's like a kitty quarter that sure. goes on. And then there's the big run at seven o'clock. Well, but that time of night, it'll be nighttime. It'll be dark. It will be dark. So run with the cops is always done at night. So it's a it, night run. It's a glow run. It's a glow run. So the whole entire path is lit up by Christmas lights. So it's definitely something to come down and just kind of watch. If you've never seen one of these things happen, come on down and just kind of take a look at what's going on. And we've got a booth set up. We are going to have a booth. We're going to be having a live band at our booth to cheer everybody on. All right. So it'll be really fun. So yeah, come out and come check out the the glow run or the run with with the the cops. cops. So it is in support of the Special Olympics. So definitely check out the Wood County Rescue or Wood County Sheriff's Department always has a really good Mm -hmm. um, description about what this is. They really work well with the Special Olympics as far as getting this out there as far as run with the cops. So definitely come check that out on that. So that was October 7th. And the 9th, like we had talked about, was the Silent Silent Parade. And then Halloween is at the end of the month. Right. So we got trick-or-treating. Yep. And as areas put out their trick-or-treating, we'll be sure to forward that on to our social media pages as well. Mm-hmm. Then in November, just so before no- Thanksgiving. November 24th is going to be the... Rekindle the Spirit. Re- there you go. Thanks for filling in those blanks because I'm trying to find it on my phone. It's not there. Um. So yeah, we got the Rekindle the Spirit Parade which is really fun. We always have a great time with that. And I believe we are doing the parade route this year. So last year it was a non-moving parade where we had the guests move. And it was just kind of like a drive-through parade. But this year, I believe we are back into actually having a parade route. Right. And this is more of the fun parade Mm -hmm. to kick off the holiday season. Sure. Yep. There'll be some candy. Um, So then that following... Saturday. So just after Thanksgiving then. Right. So the 30th would be this shop, small business. Right. And there are many, many small businesses that still, you know, rely on our patronage. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the 27th. 27th for the small business? Let me get on the right month. Yes. Might help. So small businesses around the area, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's really a good idea, a good chance to, you know, shop our local businesses instead of going on the internet. Right. And they so much need it with everything that's been going on. It is so nice to be able to support the local businesses. And we have so many cool local businesses to support. And if you're not sure about where your um, gifting person would want to go, go get a chamber gift certificate from the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. That's good for most of the businesses in the area. Right. I think most all of our small business owners are part of the chamber. Right. And then we follow it up with the following week on December 4th down in Nakusa. We've got the homecoming or no. downtown Christmas parade. Hometown. Hometown Christmas parade. Something like that. Something like that. I like homecoming. That already Christmas happened. parade. Yes, it did. But I don't know. I always rename that one. That and the hippity hoppity Easter event. That's in a couple months. That's in a couple months. But we won't go there quite yet. Also we're not, involved candy. We're not ready for the snow. Okay. Yes, we are ready for the snow to be gone away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't we, come, but we're ready for it to go away. We can just skip over the next couple months and plop right into May. May. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. And it's Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Excellent. Wait, no, just kidding. 
It'd be a little Orson Welles' War of the Worlds sort of thing, you know, get everybody jazzed up that it's springtime right now. I don't know. We started off with the whole entire, let's get ready for Christmas. That's true. Because we kind of are. We really are. This is this is usually my favorite time of the year is to just drag everything out, dump it all on the floor, sift through everything, and then put it all away to drag it out in two months. Well, you're preparing. You're pre-planning your preparations ahead of time. Well, it's always nice to know what you have so that way as it's starting to come in the store, we will know what we have. Right. Because that way you can go, oh, that looks really cool. Yes, that will work. Or all my stuff does not look good in the new home. I got to redo everything. Just don't know. Well, and luckily for us, we've conveniently had the throes of a natural disaster cause us to go through all of our stuff. Again. Again. So quick tip for everybody out there, if you're not feeling sure on where all of your things are, go ahead, just pack them up, move them into a different part of the house, and then move them back to where they were originally, and you'll find but everything you along the like way. But you got to wait like a month and a half. Right. They, they got to settle. They got to settle. Settle. They got to be able to like reacclimate themselves into the new, new zone, mm-hmm. and then you can start to go put it back. And we always suggest using you know, plastic totes for convenience. I like to see through the clear containers so that way you can actually see what you're looking for. It was very helpful when Matt came home. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go through his stuff and he's opened up every single bin and shifting everything back around because he's trying to find that one bin. And I'm like, dude, no, please stop. Don't touch. Don't touch. But he found the bin that he was looking for. He found his stuffed animals. He was happy. And then back to college for him. And then he left. He's like a tornado. Just comes through and it's a whirlwind and then poof, just leaves. Well, we love them. And that's what matters. Exactly. We love them. talking about winter preparations how about winter food preparations this is about time to get the pantry back in stock and kind of think about what cookies you're going to make for the holidays and getting all that stuff lined up or is it too early for that yet it is definitely not too early to figure out what cookies you're going to make it is definitely time to do samples it's always good to go to work with a few samples of here can you try this does this taste okay Oh, yes. And like you mentioned, hunting season. So making sure that you've got enough space for your hunting uh, meat products that you're going to be bringing back. Mm -hmm. And we kind of ran into a little bit of that. We ordered our cow Mm -hmm. and we thought we ate through what was our last cow. But in reality, we did not eat through the cow as much as we thought we did. And so we had to go buy another freezer on the day that we brought home the cow. Which is not always a bad thing. No. And I'm sure if if we get to a point where we don't need a freezer, those things are pretty easy to just set up on Marketplace or eBay, you know, Craigslist. And we can send it over to a child's home. Right, because you have two children to pawn stuff on. Exactly. One would actually very much love the deep chest. Right. I mean, it's terribly convenient. Mm -hmm. And like we've always said, you know, buying in bulk usually... You know, especially once we get into um, a system of repetition, you really only eat the same 10, 15 things. So getting those stocked up and, you know, what meets go well with that. Mm-hmm. And we did a really nice job with the garden. You know, we were able to per, um, harvest quite a bit of stuff out of the garden. So we are able to got at least, two dozen, three dozen, four dozen, four dozen cans of what I like to call chili starter, which is pretty much like a tomato base to either make chili with, a um, couple stews you can make with it as as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a good starting base to to make things with. So, 
we did a really good job of taking those preparations of going, okay, this is where we're going to need to start. And it's what we like to make. And this is going to make our, our afternoons, evenings a little bit easier as far as food. Right. It's all about getting those things prepared for. There's a lot of preparation that goes in with being a homeowner, you know, preparing the house physically and then preparing yourselves along the way. So, of course, part of being prepared is what are we going to talk about in hour two? Because there is another hour. So y'all come back and we're going to go over a stage dialed and sold blog post, I'm sure, and uh, probably talk more about the active market situation for homeowners. Right. And maybe dive it a little bit deeply into, you know, what's our, our average price now that we're looking at at the market. What what's our largest price point that's got the most homes in. So we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into that just to to keep you guys up to date of what's going on in the market. That'll be exciting. It's um, gonna be very exciting. There might be fireworks. Ch- charts and graphs. There might be a chart or a graph or two. It's my favorite way of looking at things. I know. Um, Yeah. So if there's people out there looking for listings in our area, go ahead, check out the internet, Mm myrapids.com. Yeah. Um, And that's not just our listings at the firm. It also um, syndicates listings in the area. You can get a, a, a good idea of what's around the area for you and your different you know, price categories. Um, let's see. Our social media also has a bunch of links to like realtor.com articles. There have been some really interesting ones. Mm-hmm. And on the social media, are you posting the open house that we're going to be doing on Payne Street? Right. Yep. Whenever we're doing open houses, I, I'm throwing that up on our social media All right, as excellent. well. As um, the Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors at the firm's social media. So that's getting out there. And of course, you know, when you're looking for open houses, check out myrapids.com or any of your other favorite real estate websites. Um, I think we also are still putting them in the newspaper. We are. So if you're old fashioned, old school like that and want to read the paper that way, you should see our, our open house listings. If you're looking for information in the area, head over to myrapids.info. I've got a list of links for um, different places in the area, the the city websites, the historical websites, the cultural center websites, all that jazz. All right. You've got a phone number. I do. And it's 715-323-2577. And you take texts on that? I definitely take texts on that, that number as well. Awesome. So, yep, you can either call or text. Texting is usually best, so that way if I'm busy or in the middle of something, um, you can send me a text. I will still pick up the phone when you call. It also helps for uh, transferring accurate information. So, you know, a specific address or if you see an MLS number somewhere else, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely an easy way to transfer that to us. And then we can pick up the phone call and, and have a conversation right after that. Even if you want to do a screenshot of the house that you saw online, just do mm-hmm. a screenshot of that and just send it right on over to me and I can give you all the details about that house. And if you're sitting in front of a house with a yard sign in front of it, it's very convenient if you call from in front of the house, that way we can ask you directional questions. Mm-hmm. Knowing the road that you're on is extremely important as well. Um, because Coldwell Banker signs, I mean, we, we do have access to the statewide MLS, so we can find you wherever you are in front of a house that has a yard sign, at least, because usually those are the ones that are for sale. Right. So, um, But if it's a piece of vacant land and, mm-hmm. you know, not too sure where you are on the road, if you give us the neighbors or across the street, we, that usually will help us as far as pinpointing where you are. Definitely. And if you're looking at any of the websites and you see the little tag that says contingent, that usually means there's an offer already active on the property and they're working through the uh, contingencies leading up to closing. Correct. So we get a lot of questions about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of good things. If you And have, unfortunately with the, the contingency tag, we mm-hmm. can't tell you what those contingencies are right. or anything about the offer. We just legally cannot tell you. And so we just... 
we can't we can't give out any information about that because privacy laws. So, but we'll help you out trying to find something similar to that house if there's an opportunity there. Right. If you're starting a conversation with us, let us know what interests you about the property you're looking at. And that's one of the fun things is just going through and finding a property that sort of intrigues that's similar to what you're looking for. And then we can use that as an example. Yeah. Um, and still many times we can call up a, uh, you know, a, a seller, the seller's agent and say, hey, we've got a new buyer who's just starting to look. And we would like, we know we have an offer. There's already an offer on that property, but we'd still like to go and take a look at it. And many times they'll still let us do that. So yeah, getting into houses, you know, just to see and get a feel for what you like and what you don't like. Right. It's all about shopping around and taking a look at things and just kind of doing the, you know what? I really like this kitchen, bathroom, living room layout, but the bedrooms just don't quite work for me. Mm-hmm. I need to have a wider hallway or I do need to have them separated. I do need to have the kids side and the adult side and have the kitchen and living room in between. You know, that's what we're really looking for. So going in and just kind of taking a look at the at the homes is always a huge plus just to get that feel of, you know what, this house hugs me or, no, I really don't like this combination. This just is not working. Right. And of course, understanding what you can compromise on. So there's rarely a a time when we find exactly the right house the first time out. Mm -hmm. So it'll be something even as simple as I like everything about the paint color. Oh, paint's easy to fix. It is. So as we wind down the first hour here, if y'all have questions or comments and want to shoot us an email, send it to myrapidsradio at gmail.com. Or like we said, give Carrie a phone call. What's that number again? It is 715-323-2577. Sounds good. All right. Y'all have a great afternoon or go take a little bit of a break, grab some coffee and some donuts and come back for hour two. Stay tuned and come back for hour two of My Rapids Real Estate Show, where we take a deep dive into central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing-related topics.